Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, this is Allison Hale and I am here with Reba again and welcome to Rooted Deep. Last week we had an amazing conversation with our friend Ross about confidence and I am so excited today to kind of recap what we talked about and then kind of bring it into more of the practical steps. We left off with what is it? Where, how, where is it? What situations do I have? And hopefully a few of you were able to sit down and kind of journal where you have it and where it's, it's missing. And so today we're going to jump right in and talk about how we can practice growing in our confidence. And so Ross, welcome. Thank you, Ali. I'm excited to be back. I'm hoping that um, people are arriving with some openness on the inside to, and willingness to kind of push themselves to be more confident. Yeah. Cause we really need it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's all of us, God's called all of us to different roles. I, I think of uh, different hats that we wear as uh, you know, and of course, as a woman, I think about it from a woman's perspective, but you know, men have these as well. Some, you know, they've got the mom hat and they've got the wife hat and they've got the, if they work at a, an office, they maybe they are, have the employee cap or maybe they run the company. They've got the mm-hmm. boss cap you know, whatever it is, friend, sister, uh, daughter. Church, and so, church yeah, member, volunteer, exactly. like lots of different facets of life. Yeah. And we just need confidence in those. And there's some that we really feel, I, I got this one. And there's others that we feel like, wow, every time I step into this role, I don't feel confident. And I think God, if God's called us to step into the role, he wants us to be confident in the role. So I think this is huge for us to be able to say, what does that look like for me to go from feeling really not so confident about this area of my life to actually feeling a little confidence and stepping into it with a stronger belief system? Mm-hmm. Good. I just want to kick off by reminding all of us that confidence is not at odds with humility. Um, you know, Jesus displayed this beautiful humility that we want to model, but Jesus also displayed a really powerful confidence. And this is the model, like this is who we want to be um, as we follow him is both confident and humble. We don't want to be arrogant. We're not trying to like cultivate pride, right? Right. But we are actually, we have a lot of work to do to cultivate confidence. And then to pair that with humility, to believe that that's the most beautiful combination we could encounter in another person created in God's image is a confident humility. That's what we're going for. Yeah, because I think ultimately, I mean, if you just get really deeply spiritual about it, I think at the root of it all, we see that there is an ultimate confidence in Christ. And because it's he that empowers us. It's he that, that created us just like we are. And, and he, Psalm 139, equipped us just like we were supposed to be. So ultimately, when I say I'm not confident in me, there's times I'm saying, I'm not, I feel like maybe God, it, am I not saying God somehow didn't get this right? Mm, you know? question. Yeah. Right? So I think coming back around to saying, you know what, wait a minute, this is deeply spiritual. It's a confident, it's an ultimate confidence that I have in who God made me how he made me and what he's called me to do. And so now I step into that in confidence that he will always be there to supply the thing that I'm lacking in my life. So let's just do this. 
Yes. Good. So Ross, how do how how do we be more confident? Right. So <laughs> yeah, that's the question, yeah, right? Let's do it, right? If we're willing, right? Like if we're willing to have this openness on the inside that this is not a problem, let's cultivate it. How do we become more confident? So the very, and I think like this is the starting place to recognize that confidence is a choice. Mm. Confidence is a choice. Yeah, we talked it's, about last week. It's not, it's not, I don't have it. I'm not, I don't have the personality. We mentioned that last week. And so right. it's really important to kind of dig into that. It's, and it's if, and if you said like it's not a feeling like when mm -hmm. you look at somebody else and you're like wow she's confident we're not describing how she feels on the inside mm -hmm. we don't know how she feels on the inside she may feel very much at risk oh sure i do all the time people think i'm so confident and there's so many times they're saying i don't know and i'm going oh if you knew how i was on the inside right now i'm not feeling confident about what we're doing right now or what i'm saying right now it's just but it's just getting up there and getting it done. So, and that's a great way to say it, Reba. It's like, so it's a choice. Mm -hmm. It's not a feeling. It's if Reba had to wait until she <laughs> felt so sure, yeah. if that, like, that's what lives in many, many people is, well, you can't, you know, you can't be confident if you don't feel confident. It's like, well, no, you can. You can show up with confidence no matter how you feel. Right. So this is a big, big part of practicing confidence is to be willing to see it as a choice. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, the, sometimes the feeling of it, well, sometimes the feeling of it doesn't ever come, but right. sometimes the feeling of it is what we get like in the tailwinds of our choices. Right. Right. Yeah. Well so, said. Ooh, wow. That went well. That felt good. But like, at that point, feeling confident about that thing isn't providing me anything in terms of getting it done because that's after it's over, right? Right. Yeah, the feeling right. has nothing to do with the outcome. Right. So just to be able to make that separation and say, this is a choice. How do, we, mm -hmm. how do I choose, better choose, to step forward in confidence. I think a biblical word is faith, you know, mm -hmm. but then it's like, well, okay, but there is a distinction in the kind of faith that I have in God um, and the kind of faith that, or we might not be comfortable saying the faith that I place into myself, but really like a belief in myself as I take this step, mm -hmm. whatever Absolutely. this step might be, right? Right. Because otherwise we sit forever in the stall of indecision and the stall of inaction and the stall of, and I think the more you sit there, the worse your feelings get. Mm -hmm. and, when, um, yes. and, and the, and the, and the bigger of giant, suddenly what was a small thing is now this monster looming in yeah. front of you. And it wouldn't have been that way if you'd have moved, you know, mm -hmm. at the beginning, but now that you've sat here and stalled and stared, you're in a mess. It's a mess. And, and I think there are things we all do all the time that we actually do have confidence in ourselves about. We just don't stop to think about it, which is beautiful. Like that, that's a reflection of humility, right? Like Allie, you shared with me that you love to bake and that you're good at baking, right? Right. So, but my guess is that when you go to bake something, you don't stop and think about that you're good at it. You just do it. You do. Right. Yeah. It's, and it's and a practice action. habit. Yeah. And you, and you yeah. do the things that you do well. I'm like, Hey, I like this one. I'm going to continue to do it, you know, without yeah. 
thinking about it. Yeah. And that hopefully through that journaling exercise, we were able to find some of those things that we actually already do have and see where we operate with confidence to recognize, oh, it's not so scary. Like it's not, it's not potentially sinful or scary to say I'm going to operate with confidence because I actually do that in some ways, just maybe not consciously, but yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. So want to jump into like some ways to practice it. So oh, let's do it. Yeah. So it's a choice. So how are we going to make that choice? So here's a big one. And that is um, giving specific attention to my language, the language that I use about myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, this is good. This is men and women, but I think like the the data will show that women are more off the charts when it comes to using apologetic language. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I might get this wrong, but, yeah. and then they put it forward like, well, I'm not really sure, but um, yeah. instead of saying this, I say, well, I wonder if, you know, we like put all the- like what, a disclaimer. Right. In communication world, we would call it diminishing language, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, I just wanted to, nothing wrong with that, but you can hear the difference between, well, I just wanted to see if we could think about, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and somebody who just says, I think, Mm -hmm. and puts it out there, right? So it might seem like a little thing. It's not a little thing. And that this practice is more for ourselves than other people, even though it does have an impact on other people. I mean, you could say your coworkers, but you could just as easily say, you know, well, people want a mom who is confident or a wife or a sister or a friend or a small group member who's not constantly caveating everything but just as willing so to pay attention and it's it's crazy when you start noticing this and trying to practice it it can feel very defeating like oh my goodness I do this all the time well a lot of people do it all the time and it's a good confidence practice to don't beat yourself up when you notice yourself doing it just use that as a springboard to try to take the next step in I was talking to a woman recently, um, a friend, strong believer, and she um, had this irreconcilable conflict that had arisen uh, uh, that involved closing on a house, which could not be moved, and a thing she had agreed to do at work, an extra thing that she had been so excited about. And it was early enough that she thought the work thing might be able to be rescheduled. So she was coming to me for coaching around how to handle this. She was so stressed out. And every time that we talked, got into the conversation, she would say, I I am a person who fulfills my responsibilities. Like I do not back out. I do not change things. So this was kind of her stress and her tone And then we got to practicing the conversation that she was going to go and have with her superior about moving this thing. And every time she would start with, 
I, I am a person who always fulfills my responsibilities and I am so sorry to have to come and ask for this to be rescheduled. It was very genuine for her in that sense, it was beautiful. And I stopped her and I said, I'm not sure yet what you want, but I feel very strongly your apology. Like uh, what I'm getting is that you feel really bad. And now I feel like I need to take care of you. I need to help you feel better. What if we didn't have a conversation around how you need to feel better? We just had a conversation around rescheduling. Mm -hmm. Mm. What would you say? Mm. It was... And many people would think of her as a confident, strong person. It was very difficult for her. And we finally got to that she could lead with and say, so sometimes these things happen. The closing for our home got scheduled at the exact same time. And I've been told it cannot be moved. I do not want to miss this opportunity. Could we move it to a different date? Mm. That was it. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It was that easy. Her superior was like, oh, congratulations on your new home. I'm yeah. so happy for you. And I know how those things can get moved. Let's reschedule it right now. Pull out your calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's and so I, good. I, Go think ahead, people, I think people feel like adding in those extra um, diminishing words is going to kind of soften um, you know, soften that conversation so it's not as awkward, but it actually, like you said, it brings in things that it doesn't need to bring in. It brings in extra, you know, and we're trying to, and, and again, it's, it's more, it's diminishing uh, toward us. And, you know, I just wanted to say this, that word, that little word just yeah. or whatever is, yes. um, it's such a huge thing when just saying, no, this needs to be said because you're, you're, you're keeping the main thing, the main thing, instead of bringing all these extra potentially awkward, awkward um, feelings into. We avoided a conversation, like we could have easily ended up in a conversation about how you always do what you're supposed to do. Right. Which like is probably true, but is that really what this is about? This is about you want to do this thing. You really want to do this thing. Sure. And you're sad that the closing on your house might prevent that. But if you really want to do it, just go try to get that done. Like try to get the date moved so you can do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know I'm making it sound easy. That that was a lot of work, but this is a good example of what we're talking about is can you start to identify all this like apologetic diminishing language and just ask yourself, what would it sound like if I left the apology out? Yeah. And, you know, I think too, Ross, I think, and I do this, I'm so guilty of this. I, I have this bundle of feelings over here and I, I go into a conversation feeling like people understand my bundle of feelings when in the most of the case, people don't care about my bundle of feelings. Let's just, you know, let's just solve the problem. But by the time I get through they unpacking- have their own bundle of feelings, right? right. Like, by the time I finish unpacking my bundle of feelings, we don't even know what the question is or why we're here. Right. And it's so, so true of being able just to be able to, I think, figure out how to take our bundle of feelings, process through them ourselves if we need to, and set them aside. And then when we step into the situation, let's let's- Let's have dealt with that already and push that over there and let's get going forward. That's so good. So I want to be really clear um, when I say let's stop apologizing. I'm not talking about when we have wronged someone. Right, right. No, that's not. not, That is obvious. Like, yeah, that's a humble person and acknowledge your 
like sin or failure and ask for forgiveness. That is beautiful, right? right. And do that without caveats and right. over explaining, yeah. right? Just do that. But so much of the time, we're like wrapping our messages in a lot of apologetic, diminishing language mm-hmm. that is is not only confusing and distracting for the other person, but it's very self-defeating for ourselves. You are not doing a bad thing by asking for this date to be moved. Mm. This is not a moral issue. You're not a bad person. You're not irresponsible, right? Right. You have a a normal life conflict and you want to do both. Go see if you can make it happen. And the answer might be no. That's one of the options, right? But just figure out what it is and do that and leave all the other mm. or say that to your friend or your coach or your, yeah. you know, yeah. Right. Mentor. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Because I do I think that we, 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 uh, we unpack a lot of the language, even that we have in our heads, you know, even giving attention to the, what that we're talk we're saying our self-talk. Yep. It's yep. so important because that can really just take the air out of your sails as well. And then it comes out like in our speak talk, right? It does. In front yeah. of other people. So that's oh, one. Good. Here's another one um, is this shift from w- when things feel, when I don't feel confident about something, often it is what you brought up last time, Reba, about the need to be perfect. It's like, well, I'm not sure that I can do it or that I can do it well enough or perfectly, or that I know enough or whatever. This like, so what we wanna do is be willing to stretch ourselves to go from, I know what I need to know to I know enough. This word enough can help us be willing to take a little more risk. And I'm nobody else can define risk for you. That's what you have to look for. This conversation or this action feels risky. If I'm waiting until it doesn't feel risky uh, uh, to, to say I'm confident, that that is not what confidence is. Mm-hmm. It's actually courage, right? It's saying I'm going to take a step, and so we'll call it like a stretch challenge. Okay, <clears throat> that's good. Just but when brave. I say stretch challenge, it doesn't mean you have to go run a marathon if you've never even run a 5K. Like that's, don't think stretch. It's like, I'm, I, that makes me nervous or I'm afraid, but I stop and say, I could do that. I think, I think I could do that. I'm not going to wait till I f- feel fully confident. I'm going to step into that challenge with a learner mindset. Mm-hmm. This, is, this isn't about already knowing it all and having it perfect. This is about stepping in and trying. Oh, yeah. And we're so there right now. I mean, I know ministry, just getting, you know, taking a personal illustration. Dare for More is right there right now on a, I mean, in the weeds kind of everyday life because there are so many places in Guatemala right now as we step into something that's new for us and something that is uh, we're learning but we can't wait till we know all the answers to take our first step. We have to continually be able to say, you know what? We feel enough. We feel like we know enough to take the next step. Yep. I know enough to take the yep. next step. Yep. And there is risk in that, but, uh, but there's also reward uh, yeah. because and, we'll and never move risk, forward. 
and there's risk in not moving forward, which is oh, the ir- irony. The greater you know, risk. We, mm-hmm. we don't even get in touch with the risk that we're creating by not doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think like this is, this is a, a characteristic of people who we would look at and think are more confident or showing up confidently is they've grown their ability to be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't need to spill all of that on you right? And tell you all about how afraid I am. It's like, I need to step up at times and say, even if it's, I'm going to bake that pie or whatever that thing is, I'm going to try it. So for each of us to identify what's the next thing that I'm going to choose that would stretch myself. And then, and I'm going to show up confidently which is not a feeling, right. it's with confident actions, right? I'm not going to be freaking out. I'm not going to be diminishing myself. I'm going to show up and do my best mm-hmm. and, yeah. and risk uh, the outcome, basically, because I can't control that. Yeah. Yeah. And I know for a lot of people, it's I need to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is especially when it comes to women I talk to, at least in a counseling perspective. There's a lot of conversations that women want to have and need to have, but don't feel like they have the confidence to have. Mm-hmm. And I think when we get down to this point, this is a great point for those people that are feeling stuck in that place is that sometimes we know enough to have that conversation. Let's just go have it, uh, it you know, and not try to nail it perfectly, which is good. No, it's, it's the only way forward, actually. Yeah. It's the only way forward. Oh, and, good. you know, and, and also just on that, on that very simple topic, you're only responsible for how you've responded and how you communicated. You right. cannot be, and that's, and you know, I was in a situation yesterday, a counseling situation, I'm like, you cannot control their reaction. You can control how you've prepared, how you've prayed, how you've stepped into this. It has to happen, you know, and and be confident and in in that obedience and that you, you're supposed to do it and and it's better than just sitting there like like Rita said so and it and there's there is a bit of freedom in like releasing that outcome you know I would push all the way out and say there could be a bit of pride in thinking that I can do it well enough to control the outcome mm, yeah That's right. Good. Where what I'm afraid of is it not going well or whatever, but there's some freedom in releasing that saying, well, my part is to do my part well, show up, you know, even though I may be really nervous on the inside, like show up and do a good job, like exhibit confidence and do what I need to do. And then, and, and trust God with the outcome, whatever that may be. Yeah, that's, that's good. So here's oh. another one I'm excited to share. So we talked about diminishing language. We talked about stretch challenges. Um, and then I'm going to offer this kind of really practical, maybe surprising idea. And that is uh, having what I'm going to call confidence structures. And that is not original with me. Reba mentioned that I'm certified by the American uh, Confidence Institute and Elisa El- Deaver, who heads that up, it, it's I'm giving her credit for this language. But this is the idea: is it's really tapping into the way our brains work. So when you feel threatened or you get nervous, like really nervous about something, you God has made us to get out of the rational part of our brains and to go to the uh, like you know the 
brainstem basically where we protect ourselves in ways without thinking through it first. You know, we just react, we run or we fight or whatever. Well, in in a small way, like that is exactly what's happening when I feel a lack of confidence and I'm getting really nervous. I feel some threat or risk. I kick into the part of my brain that isn't, isn't like able the executive function. Like I'm not able to make a rational choice. So what I want to do is override that and try to get back into the rational part of my brain. And so one of the ways that we can do that is we're, we can't keep ourselves from going there, but we can get back. We can override it with what uh, we call these confident structures. And that is something that gets me back in touch with a confident version of me. I need to see it. I need to hear it so that I can do it, right? So that I can, in a way, like mimic it. It's not fake. That's the real me. It's just a confident version of me, right? Mm -hmm. So what you do is you think um, think of a time when you were confident. Anything. And get a picture of that, like a snapshot of that in your head. You may even think of a real photo of yourself that you have. You mentioned um, sports, Allie, uh, and I was coaching a woman recently. She's really smart. She works in finance, like she's in an executive role. And yet she, but she's like, she's a numbers person. She's quiet and analytical. And there are times where she knows that is not a good idea. And she doesn't speak up because she wants to know a hundred percent. She wants to go research it more. She's timid to speak up. And we, and I brought up this confidence structure thing. I was like, can you get a picture of yourself? I never knew this side of her. She said, I played volleyball in college. She's tall. She's like, I played volleyball in college and I have a picture of myself spiking the volleyball. And that is the picture that I'm going to take with me. And the next meeting that I'm in, when I get that feeling of like, I need to say we shouldn't do this, I'm going to, that's the picture I'm going to go to in my head and I'm going to do that. I'm going to be that person. Yeah. I was like, that's great. And she came back the next time and it, cause it could sound hokey, right? She came back the next time. She's like, I cannot believe the difference that that made for me. Mm, and good. what I know, it's like, it wasn't like, hey, spike that ball. You know, it wasn't hype. It was more like she noticed that she felt afraid and she felt reticent to speak up and she doubted herself because she wasn't 100% sure. And then she got in touch with that picture of a confident version of herself and told herself, do that right now. Right. Yeah. Do that right now. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And she spoke up and didn't put a bunch of caveats on it and just said, that is actually a really bad idea for this reason. And I don't, I'm, I can't support that. Mm-hmm. And was surprised at how that picture, just that image. So that's the kind of brain trick is when you're feeling a lack of confidence, can you get in touch with, can you see a more confident version of yourself and then do that? That's the practical part. Then do that. Try that. Yeah. It can be a picture. It can be words. It may be something that you read that somebody wrote to you um, that fuels your confidence. And it doesn't, as the volleyball thing illustrates, it doesn't have to be in the same category. Right. At all. It's just do the confident version of you. Right. Mm, That's good. 
Yeah, because I think a lot of us struggle. Um, we struggle with finding those images of ourselves in those moments. And I think it, that I think that alone is a great exercise. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there has to be a moment in your life when a role that you played or something you did that you were confident in and remembering who you were in that moment. And that's good. Reba, going I back coached, to that, yeah. I was going back to that say, exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, just going back to that exercise we had them do maybe last week of I'm confident in these areas and then add a snapshot on that piece of paper. Of, yeah. yeah. I was thinking of a very different one because volleyball kind of spiking can feel aggressive. But another one that I was working with, her picture that she came up with was her with a group, a really diverse group of people on a nonprofit project she had worked on in Africa with everybody with their arms around each other's shoulders. And she was like, I know that this group of people would never have come together and unified around this project without me. And she wasn't like lifting herself up, but that was a real moment. That picture was a real moment of confidence for her. Like, this is what I can do. And now like she's sitting in a budget meeting or whatever, she can access that and say, that is how I'm going to show up right now. Right. Right. Because there's feelings associated with that positivity. And yeah. there's there's just a level. I, I think there's just something in your mind that changes. Um, there's that 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 do help fuel that next step, which I think is is great. I remember speaking at an event one time and it I didn't know it was televised. Um, they didn't tell me ahead of time that what I was doing was live TV. And uh, I got wow. to the event and speaking is one thing. But then being told by this person that you just met, okay, that clock right there in front of you, when it hits this, you need to be praying. This is televised. It ha- You have to stop. And all of a sudden, everything in me just went. I went from confident to freaking out in like two minutes. I mean, it was like, woo. And I, I couldn't get it off my mind. And I'm sitting up on the platform knowing that my time is coming. And I'm thinking what you know and and what I had to do was kind of regroup and I didn't know this I wish I had known that then but I had to regroup and think okay wait a minute now you know you know how to do this you can do this and you know and it was just self-talk for me it was walking yep. me through yep. all right let's get up there let's get and going you've, played, you've coached basketball there's been buzzer beaters you know there's been buzzers yeah, yeah really yeah. uh so it was like you know and it was it was in a gym of all places it, they, they had their huge convocation inside their gym for the university so it was it was in a gym so i'm thinking yeah. okay this is home for you you used to be a coach you know what you're doing get up there do your job and you'll be fine to end on time mm-hmm. but there's always there's things you're not expecting and all of a sudden they get thrown at you and it can really knock you off if you're not careful well reba what you just described is exactly what i was saying about how our brains work so you went you kicked out of where you were that prepared (laughs) executive function ready to you know do this thing and you went you got triggered and you went into this reflexive part of your system yeah which is normal it's not bad but you can't you can't operate there with the confidence that you need. And so you've got to get yourself back, basically. And these images, um, what they do is they give us something to do. Mm. Okay, do that. Don't don't do this fight or flight thing right now. Do that. Whatever that mm-hmm. picture is representing, do that. And it it helps us move forward with confidence. And then the feeling will come later, but the structure um, 
is so important in a practice of confidence. So that could be true for, you know, people that feel nervous about a family get together at the holidays or whatever. It's like, well, can you imagine a confident version of yourself? Take that to the dinner table and do that. (laughs) Right. Just do that, you know, try it, you know? Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. This is so good. Well, so we've got, Ross, is there any more of these? I don't want to, if there's another one, I don't want to stop you. Uh, So I want to ask. So my wife, the communication specialist would say three is the perfect number. Okay. People can work with threes. They can remember threes. So I brought three. Okay, good. So we're giving attention to our language. And yep. we're being willing to stretch ourselves and, yep. and, and go ahead and own a little bit of risk in this situation and step into it a little bit. And yep. then we've, we're building some confidence structures uh, where we can say, okay, I remember a moment when I was like this, when I was confident. I, I know what I look like when I'm, you know, when I'm baking a cake and putting a recipe together. I, have, I don't even worry about it. I got it. So I can bring that into this conversation with my teenage son. Do that. <laughs> Right. Even though I might feel in knots on the inside, like do that. Yep. Very good. Act in that way. Yep. Good. Mm. Uh, Well, this has been, I think, so incredibly helpful. I think everybody listening has got at least one or two things that we can take away and say, okay, whether it be, you know, we're we're entering the holiday season. So whether it's, yeah, I've got this awkward dinner conversation that always happens every year at this time. Or I've got a stressful family situation I have to step into, and usually it's this time of year. Uh, or just whether it be at work or at home or talking with your dealing with your kids, whatever it might be, these are just opportunities for us to be able to be more confident in who God's really called us to be. Absolutely. Yeah. And there, and I'm so excited. I imagine if everyone listening to this podcast shows up a little more confident in one way over the next month, I'm saying. That is a gift to the world. That is a gift to the people in their lives, in their sphere of influence. It's, we're not saying they're going to feel more confident. We're saying if every person listening to this podcast demonstrates more confidence or shows up with more confidence, it will be a gift to the world. People want to be around humble, confident people. Yes, absolutely. And I love what Paul said, you know, he said, I can do all things through Christ with strength, you know, and, and the context of that verse expands it into different ways. But I I think the general principle of the verse is still always true. If if God's called us to it, we can be confident in it, knowing that he put the right person in the right place for this right time. And uh, so exciting stuff, exciting stuff. All right. Well, uh, I thank you so much for being part of our podcast today. We want to thank Ross for coming as always. He's always coaching into our lives a little bit, which is a positive thing. So, Ross, thanks for coming today. Thanks for listening. Uh, what we want to say is leave today and step into being a little bit more confident in your life today. We'll see you next time on Rooted Deep. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org. Dot org.